Welcome to Discovery Church's Sunday Service Podcast. Discovery Church meets weekly online through our Facebook page. You can also find us on YouTube as well as a Sunday Service Podcast like this one on Spotify, Google Podcast, and many other podcast providers. We've also just released a new course on our website called My Faith Journey. You can join me in this guided online process to grow in your faith, maybe learn some healthy spiritual practices, maybe even just become a confident follower of Jesus. I designed this course for people who don't have a spiritual mentor, or maybe your schedule is all crazy and you can't make regular meetings to have a spiritual mentor. This is for you. This is who I've designed it for. Maybe your location makes it difficult for you to join a faith journey mentoring group. If you're interested, just go to courses.discoverychurch.ca and you can sign up for the spiritual mentoring course called My Faith Journey. Our sermon series uh, is continuing this with this podcast called Silence and Solitude, part of the Rhythms of the Soul message series. Because more than ever, we need time and space to still the noise of life the internal and the external, and then meet with Jesus. Silence and solitude is an invitation to put away your device and enjoy the loving presence of God each day. We could all use that. I hope you enjoy this message. As we go into the fall season, There's a real sense in which we have to connect once again with our center, the place where all of this began, the reason why Discovery Church began, which was to minister to people who, were, who didn't know about Jesus. And, and for those of us who did know Jesus, we need to be centered in who Jesus is. We need to practice healthy rhythms of the soul. Rhythms that are going to sustain us through the craziness and the busyness of the world around us. We live in a connected world. Our soul is being um, bombarded by notifications, by online outrage, by social media, work schedules, ongoing uh, news cycles. And we find it more and more difficult as we become more and more connected, even through the blessings of this medium, to find a spot, to find a place where we reconnect with Jesus. I think more than ever, we need to practice these rhythms, some healthy boundaries when it comes to our connectedness, not just online, but certainly there, but with the world around us and the people in our lives. We need to find spaces every day, maybe once every couple of weeks, to step back and reflect and have time of silence and solitude. As a matter of fact, I think that this is probably one of the most significant rhythms that you can put into your life to bring balance and to bring you back into the presence of God. To be able to find a space, a place to connect again with Jesus. You know, whatever you give your attention to is the person that you're going to become. So if you give your, all of your attention to your smartphone or the connectedness online, or if you give all your attention to the video games that you're playing or to the TV that you're watching, you will become like those things. Whatever you put your attention to, you will become that kind of person. It's a drift that happens over time. It doesn't happen right away, but we are all susceptible to it. 
Maybe you're feeling that you're becoming more angry. I certainly have. Maybe you're feeling like you're just, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're unable to concentrate because of all of the bombarding messages that go on. Solitude and silence is the way that we can reconnect with God. Ruth Haley Barton has written several books on this subject and she said this, it's an invitation to enter more deeply into the intimate relationship with the one who waits just outside the noise and the busyness of our lives for a space within which meaningful connection can occur. It's an invitation to communication and communion with the one who is always present, even when our awareness has been dulled by distraction. There he is, just outside of the noise. He's waiting for us to be able to practice enough of the rhythm to say, I need to quiet my soul. And these spiritual rhythms are really just ways for us to give ourselves to God and become more like him. These rhythms are are part of who we are as followers of Jesus. And there are many ways to do it, but I think that silence and solitude is one of the key ways where we come face to face with our own self. Because sometimes that's scary. We fill our lives with busyness and noise so that we don't have to deal with the emotions that are going on inside. And being in silence and solitude allows us time to listen to God. We tell God all kinds of things. We bring lists to him. We pray over lists to God. We cry out to God. We shout at him when we're angry and we ignore him when we're in our happy spot. When we force ourselves into solitude and silence, we come face to face with who God is and who we are. The average person, I said this to us to you last time, the average person touches this device 2,600 times a day, 2,617 to be precise on average. That's a lot of connection. Uh, these people are trying to get your attention. They are desperate for your attention because by getting your attention, they draw you in and want to either sell you something or distract you from something. The formative nature of the noise in our culture is pervasive. It will form you. It will shape you. We feel this constant need to stay up to date, to connect on every issue in every person's life at any moment of the day, and especially to know what everybody's having for brunch on Sunday. That's the world we're living in. And despite not having a phone or the internet, Jesus was also uh, inundated with the noise. He had groups of people pursuing him, literally following him around from place to place. As a matter of fact, there were several times when Jesus had to step into a boat on the water, row away from the shore so that the crowds wouldn't actually crush him. He was being pursued by different groups of people who wanted to have their say in his life and wanted him to change what he was thinking or to challenge his observations. He was bombarded by people who were desperate to get a touch from the Savior, the miracle man, Jesus, because so many people had been healed in his presence. 
Jesus was bombarded by the noise of this world. And we can engage in our work and in our relationships and in the ministry that God has called us to and still feel that press, that push, that confinement of all of that unless we choose, like Jesus did, to step away. Jesus did this many, many times. As a matter of fact, the book of Luke describes this nine different times, kind of offhandedly as an introduction to a, to a chapter. Just listen to this from Luke chapter six. Jesus is trying to decide on his, who he's going to choose as disciples. What does the Bible say? Luke chapter six, verse 12. One day, soon afterwards, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray and he prayed to God all night. And at daybreak, he called together all of his disciples and chose 12 of them to be his apostles. He needed to get away from the crowds. Right before this, he had healed the leper and he said to the man, please don't tell anyone. I'm feeling the pressure of all these people. And the leper just told everyone and the crowds came and they crushed in on him. He had to get away. Luke chapter 9, verse 28, the transfiguration where God the Father, God the Holy Spirit shows up. Elijah and Moses, they are all there. Jesus goes uh, <clears throat> with Peter and John. It says in verse 28, about eight days later, Jesus took Peter and John and James up onto a mountain to pray. He had to get away from the crowd in order to experience the presence of God. In fact, probably my all-time favorite of these verses is from Luke chapter 5, verse 19, where it says that Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. He needed to get grounded once again. The Messiah, the Savior, the Son of God, who lived and worked in and amongst us sinful human people, needed to get away. I read this from a book called The Sacred Way. It said this, Jesus made a habit of withdrawing to the hills, to a lonely place, to the wilderness, or to a high mountain, or to the Garden of Gethsemane. He went to these places before he chose his disciples, after he heard of his cousin John's beheading, after feeding the 5,000, after healing a leper. He went there for the transfiguration and, of course, to prepare for the moment when he would be crucified. Richard Foster says that the seeking out of solitary places was a regular practice for Jesus. And it should be for us. He didn't do it just once or twice. He made it a regular practice of his. Jesus, God in the flesh, needed to get away. What makes us think that we don't need it as well? If Jesus needed it, isn't it reasonable to assume that if you're a follower of Jesus, that you need to separate from the world and the anxiety and the fear and the worry and all of that, even the good things, the, the things of, of good things of family and your job and your relationship, how you are loved and cared for, even those, isn't it wise for us to follow Jesus' example and step away? And one author said, the noise of the modern world makes us stiff to the voice of God. And that's where silence and solitude come in. Now, these are fairly simple concepts, right? To be silent, don't talk. Solitude, go by yourself. Be by yourself. But there are some nuances to these that I just want to share with you today. I want to encourage you to practice silence. 
Henry Nouwen said this, he said, we don't take seriously, uh, when, sorry, we don't take the spiritual life seriously if we don't set aside some time to be with God and to listen to him. I've come to believe that this is probably one of the most important things in our day and age that we need to learn to practice once again. The noise of the modern world, the constant cycle of news, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, social media, the expectations that are placed upon us in our life, all of these things rob us from the time that we can spend in the presence of God and restoring a healthy rhythm rhythm to our soul. What you give your attention to is who you become. So let's talk about this rhythm of solitude and silence. First of all, let's talk about silence. Well, it's, it's fairly simple, right? Just not talk. Silence means to don't say anything. But there's also silence in your world, the noise of your world. So there's external silence as well as internal silence. External silence is, you know, when you put the kids to bed at night and finally, uh, it's quiet, you know. External silence is when you get up early in the morning and it's quiet before dawn and you're able to step outside and you hear the birds and maybe even hear the traffic in the background, but there's no other distractions. External silence is about being able to shut off the distractions. I've Turned off all the notifications on my phone except for my text messages. I don't want to hear that thing dinging at me when I'm trying to read God's word because everything in me says, look at it, look at it, look at it. Pay attention to me, it cries out. And we so easily give in. And if we don't know what it is, everything that I'm reading already comes, is filtered through. I wonder what that message was about. Then there's internal silence. Internal silence is the hard part. Internal silence is about shutting off the running commentary that's going on in your head. Some of you are going to really struggle with this one. Being able to stop all the noise in your mind. That tape that runs in your head, maybe it's your parents or maybe it's your spouse or maybe it's that, you know, this evil person in your life who's telling you all the bad things about you and how bad you are. Shutting off the voices in your mind that tell you to remind you to do this and to do that and make sure you don't forget to. All the what ifs, the anger, the replaying of conversations at work, trying to figure out what you should have said in those moments when you screwed up royally. You know, sometimes we can have that internal rhythm of silence but it takes some practice. Sometimes we kind of fall into it when all of a sudden it just stops. But more often than not, it's a conscious choice to recognize what's going on inside of me, to confirm that what I'm feeling is anger or anxiety or worries or, or, or hopes and dreams. To allow that emotion to be what it is and to then turn it over to God. Every great man and woman of God has learned this practice. Without it, there's very little true growth or depth in the spiritual life. Without being able to name what's going on inside of you. 
without being able to acknowledge the emotions and turn them over to God and let God see them for what they are and allow you to see them from God's perspective. Silence allows you the space to do that. That internal silence. When we open up ourselves to the loving presence of God, we turn it over to him and say, God, you love me unconditionally. I am who you say I am. To take the words from Lauren Daigle. I'm loved, I'm forgiven, I'm set free. And we can actually be honest and real with ourselves and with God about what's going on in our life. This is not a mindfulness thing. I hear a lot about this uh, online or uh, on radio or from other people. You know, mindfulness techniques are, are us, uh, about emptying our mind and focusing on nothing. That empty space of solitude and silence. That's not what I'm talking about here. That may be helpful for you, but that's, that's not a, the spiritual discipline of silence that I'm talking about. That silence is listening to not only what's going on inside of me, shutting my mouth long enough, being quiet long enough to recognize what's going on inside of me and to enter into the presence of God. I create an environment where I become attentive to and connected with God. See, because there's noise, because there's distraction, and there's no one, you know, there's, there's uh, distractions around the house. One kid is throwing a toy at the other one. You know, uh, it's actually hard to hear God's voice in the, in the noise that we live in in this world. You got a podcast playing in the background. You got a TV on somewhere in the distance. It's hard to shut out the world and be quiet you know, I, I love spontaneous moments of prayer and worship that I turn on the radio or put a CD in or I, I, I click on a YouTube playlist and listen to worship God or even just being here in this room, listening to the worship. Those are all amazing ways for me to connect with God. But in silence, it's not appropriate. <laughs> Stop all of the noise. Sit still long enough for you to connect with God. Well, how do we do that? Well, let me tell you. I want to share this with you. And I, our host today is going to put this in the comment section so that you can have it. You can cut and paste it and put it in your notes somewhere. The first thing that we've got to do is we've got to relax. We've got to find a quiet spot somewhere without distractions. For some of you, there's a chair in a room somewhere that you can sit at, maybe in front of a window. Maybe it's at night just before you go to bed or first thing in the morning when you wake up. You have a, a, a small window of time, five to ten minutes. If you've never done this before, set aside five to ten minutes without distraction and relax. Allow your breathing to slow down. It's the place where you find quiet. And some people, they take up a, a book of uh, a psalm from the book of Psalms and they read it out loud to themselves or they just read it and allow the words to begin quieting their soul and to focus on God in his presence through the words of the scripture. And for other people, your, your, your brain is just firing so fast on all kinds of things that you just can't shut it off and be quiet long enough. So I want to recommend to you breathing prayer or breath prayer. You can just repeat the word Jesus 
and allow the word Jesus to enter into the forefront of your mind and allow that to become your focus. Other people use the, use the phrase, come Holy Spirit or Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy upon me, a sinner. Breathing that prayer with the rhythms of your breath, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy upon me, a sinner. And breathing that prayer over and over and over again until the busyness and the noise subside. The second part is surrender. It means that you've got to give up control in that moment. You can't come with an agenda. You're not there to pray for, you know, 10, 10, you know, 10 things for one person or whatever it is. But it's a matter of surrender. It's where we do that work in that space where I say, okay, what's going on internally with me? What am I feeling? What, am I, what are the things that are going on within me? Those emotions and those desires. And I, I let them come to the surface. I let them be what they are and just say, you know what? I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for all of the things that God has done. He has healed me. He has provided for me. He has been there in moments of anxiety and fear and worry. God, I'm so grateful for that. And you let that emotion come to the surface. It's the joys that you have, the fear and the anxiety that you have. Whether it's good or bad, you surrender it over to God. You give it over to him and say, God, please be in the midst of this. To do that though is hard. To recognize it and then turn it over to God. It's hard. For some reason we want to hang on to it. We want to hold it every moment of the day. And I can't tell you that I'm good at this. It's, it's a practice that I have to keep at or I lose my skill in that moment. It is a discipline, a rhythm that we put into practice in our life and we get better at it as we continue to do it. And when you step away from it for a while, you've got to relearn that process again. Fortunately, if you've had that practice before, it doesn't take you nearly this long to get back into it. And lastly, the the. The journey is to enjoy God's presence in the quietness. To relish in the fact that God loves you. And that you are his. And that you just allow yourself to simply be with him. Without any um, agenda or pretext or anything other than just, I'm here, Jesus. I'm with you. It's practicing being in the presence of God. Now, sometimes in those moments, what you'll ha- what'll happen is that you'll receive images or, or thoughts or things that you, you think, well, where did that come from? Pay attention to those moments because now you're finally listening. You are, you've, you've taken away all the clutter. You're in that space where you've turned over the emotions to God and you're just resting in his presence. And God finally has a chance to communicate to you. Words of scripture are going to come to your mind. Words and phrases images. These are the ways that God wants to speak to you. He said, finally, the noise is quiet enough that you're listening to my voice. And in that moment, it's just to enjoy God's presence and be with him. 
Now, if you've never done this before, it's a, it's a skill that you've got to learn. Five, ten minutes, try it, keep at it, keep practicing, and you'll get the hang of it. But as you do, as it becomes part of the rhythm of your soul, you will find rest and peace in a way that you will never have before. You know, people have been doing this for 2,000 years. The great Benedictine monks built their uh, incredible ministry all across Europe with this very practice of silence and solitude. God uses this moments to speak to us, to correct us, to share with us that he loves us. It's been a practice that I've had to force into my life. I'm a busy person. I love being busy. I love taking on way more than I should. And the only way that I set things right is by putting silence and solitude into my life. Sometimes I have to force it into my calendar. Sometimes I have to write it, you know, do things that, that remind me that this is important. And find a spot where I'm not going to be distracted. So start where you are. Start with who you are, where you are. Don't expect to be somebody that you're not. If you've never done this before, start today with just five or ten minutes. And then resist the urge to write off this rhythm. Start today with who you are, but resist the urge to write it off. You're going to think, well, you know, it's not really, it can't be all that. I got other things to do. My time could be better spent. I tell you, there is no other way to be so close to God as to be quiet with him long enough for him to speak with you. And isn't that what we want? We want a close relationship with him. Could you imagine doing that to any other relationship that you have in your life where you refuse to spend one-on-one quality time with that person? What kind of relationship would you have? What if you only spent time with the person that you love with other people? There'd be a lack of intimacy in that relationship because you're not together one-on-one. Really, that's what this is all about. This is about you finding rest for your soul in the busy, crazy world, distracted world that we live in. So follow the practices I put on the screen or we've had Carrie put into the comment section. Set aside some time. Submit to God and enjoy him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for reminding us to slow down. It's a, it's a reminder that I need more often than many. Lord, would you also remind each one of us of the dearness of this relationship. Give us the courage to step into it. And for that person who is just out of their mind because of all of the distractions, all of the worries, all of the things going on in their life, would you give them the courage and the grace to step into times of solitude and silence to listen, to get away from the world and to be in your presence so that you can show them how much you love them. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen.